Today on City Cash Chicago, you may have heard about doulas for when you have a baby. They offer physical and emotional support to expecting parents, but there are also doulas for ending a pregnancy. They're known as abortion or full spectrum doulas. We hear from one in Chicago about doing this work in a post row era. It's Tuesday, August 23rd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. I'm here with Meg Dalton, one of our producers. Meg, I know you're based out in New York, but I want to talk with you because you're actually trained as an abortion doula. Uh, when were you trained and what does that actually entail? That's a great question. Um, so I've been an abortion doula since 2016. I sort of fell into this work when I was in graduate school, actually, reporting a story about abortion doulas in New York City. And as part of my reporting, I participated firsthand in one of the doula projects cohort trainings and really just sort of connected with the work. Um, I sort of fell in love with the idea of holding space for people during, you know, a really a really difficult time. Um, and I got to say, the most memorable part of training for me was performing an abortion on a papaya, the fruit, um, <laughs> which really hit home what a straightforward medical procedure it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, since then, I've learned that the work of an abortion doula is all about, you know, holding space for people, right? Like, you're there to provide emotional, educational, logistical support to people ending their pregnancies. And that can look different for different people. So like, for one person that might just be holding their hand during the procedure, for another person, it might mean, you know, doing breathing exercises with them during the procedure, you're basically there to provide whatever support they need in that moment. Um, But we're also, you know, available to people after the procedures too. So we're there to continue that emotional support. So it really is full spectrum from the moment you may come in contact with a person through their procedure to even afterwards. Exactly. And I mean, I got to say, in total, in the years that I've been doing this, I've probably supported more than 500 people. Okay. Uh, So you haven't been practicing as a doula since before the pandemic because of COVID, but you did want to better understand how abortion doulas work has changed since the Supreme Court ruled that abortion is no longer a constitutional right. Uh, So who did you talk to? Uh, I spoke to a delightful human named Ama Warnock, who's an abortion doula based in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. here's what she told me about how things have changed since the Dobbs decision. It's been really complicated. I think we saw this coming, like abortion doulas and people working reproductive justice. This decision was not a surprise, but it was still um, makes things complicated. And I'm really grateful for reproductive justice leaders who have been working for years to prepare for this decision. Um, But that still means that we're still dealing with a lot of misinformation about when abortion is legal. Um, So there's been a big increase in the front end educational aspect with clients of um, supporting people to understand where they can and can't receive abortion care, what types of um, care they can receive. But especially since so many of us work remotely, we are also reached out to by people all over the country. And it's really complicated understanding how to navigate supporting people all over the country with like understanding the different varying laws. 
given the the different laws from state to state, what else have AMA and other abortion doulas across the country been facing? Yeah, so I've been really lucky to do this kind of work in states that support access to abortion, like Connecticut and New York. But across the country, abortion doulas, like abortion providers themselves, could you know face criminal charges. Um, AMA is lucky also to work in Chicago. So Illinois is a state that does protect abortion access, but surrounding states, you know, um, don't. So abortion doulas have to do a lot of thinking about what resources um, we can use to collectively network and talk about um, what we need and understand the laws, connect people to doulas that are more local to them, who understand their local context better. Um, but also have those conversations and that um, interconnected network of doulas across the country be safe, protected, private, um, to not put each other at legal risk. So that's on the doula end of things. Um, But we also have to navigate um, increased criminalization and surveillance of our clients. Um, All over the country, abortion has been hard to access for Black, Indigenous, people of color due to just immense scrutiny, criminalization, um, due to institutional racism. But that is more true than ever um, with the Dobbs decision. So we really have to think about um, our clients' positionality and how we can best support and protect their right to an abortion um, and help them access that abortion care safely and effectively. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's really important for people to to know that Dobbs doesn't just target people having elective abortion. Isn't that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, Ama said there's a lot of confusion right now for people who have miscarried or had a stillbirth. And I've got to say, I've personally worked with countless people who have had to go through an abortion-like procedure because of a miscarriage or stillbirth. I've also worked with a lot of people who themselves don't believe in abortion, but are electing to get one. You have to you know, fully suspend your judgment in a lot of those cases. When you're dealing with somebody who may have, you know, opposing views to an abortion procedure, can you kind of talk through maybe the complex emotions that they're experiencing? Do you see people change their political views or do they isolate their own case just to, you know, kind of focus on it personally, but at a larger scale, they still feel the same way? Like, you know, what is that process like? It honestly depends on the person. Each person's experience of abortion is so unique and different. Um, And I think for people who are anti-abortion and are getting an abortion, um, it's, you know, just as complicated for them as it is for people who are pro-abortion or pro-choice. And, you know, when I've worked with people who are anti-abortion, a lot of the times they'll just repeatedly say, um, I don't believe in this, but I have to do this for myself. Like, I don't believe that this is like something that people should do, but I need to do it. Um, So they sort of like focus really inward on their case. It seems that it opens up an opportunity for you who someone who does the work, 
you know, also because you don't judge people, because you know this is a medical procedure that millions of people, you know, will or will choose or will need to have access to. And and I can imagine in that moment that it, it's complicated for you to watch someone who is, you know, based on their own circumstances going through the procedure, but still has a political view in which they're willing to restrict other people's access. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're juggling a lot of patients at once. Um, you know, like I, I may be responding to the emotional needs of that person, this person who might be anti-abortion while she's, you know, saying she or they um, are saying, you know, anti-abortion you know, spewing anti-abortion sentiments in an, in a clinic. Um, so you have to sort of care for them while you're caring for the other people to make sure that like the words that this person might say in the clinic setting, you know, don't, don't make the other people feel like, you know, they made the wrong decision, if that makes sense. Yeah. Meg, what did Alma say people who work as abortion doulas really are focusing on moving forward? A lot of it is clearing up confusion. Um, you know, there's so much confusion, so much misinformation. Um, a lot of abortion doulas right now are acting as like educational doulas. Um, so they're really informing people of, you know, the legality of abortion, where people live, um, how to access abortion if the state that they live in, you know, has restricted it. We're going to need more legal support. Um, from volunteer lawyers to help us understand what our limitations have to be and what risks we're taking on as abortion doulas because it's very confusing. I think what I've been seeing a lot has since Dobbs has been an increase in community members who have not previously been involved in reproductive justice really looking to get involved in abortion care and abortion doula work. Um, so we're really doing a lot of conversations about not reinventing the wheel um, supporting people who've been doing this work for a long time and uh, helping people figure out what their individual skills and capacities are for supporting this work. Meg, how can people get in contact with you know people like Alma, people like yourself? So if you're looking for a doula or looking to become one, um, you can check out resources like RadicalDoula.com or TheQueerDoulaNetwork.com. Um, if you're based in Chicago, you can also look into what's happening with the Chicago Women's Health Center. Ama told me that they offer abortion doula trainings um, through that organization. And if you're interested in learning more about the work that Ama does, um, you can look at Ama's website, embodiedreproductivecare.org. That's embodiedreproductivecare.org. That's Meg Dalton, one of our CityCast producers talking about abortion doulas. And we also heard from Ama Warnock, a doula here in Chicago. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. There have been four people seriously injured or killed while boating and swimming in Lake Michigan in just the last week. The Chicago Harbor Safety Committee reminds boaters, maintain a proper lookout, safe distance between boats, watch excessive speeds, keep a sober driver, and make sure boaters are up to date on navigation rules. The Chicago Sky on the road tonight facing their first elimination game of the playoffs against the New York Liberty. Let's hope we follow up that 40-point nugget we put on their head with another W. Also, much love to head coach James Wade, who was named the WNBA's Executive of the Year. There's some good news to get you through. 
Chicago rap legends are coming together for a drug war reparations concert and fundraiser at the Metro this Friday. The big payback lineup features Twister, Crucial Conflict, Do or Die, and Fred Hampton Jr. For more Chicago stories and news, subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. If you've been listening to the podcast for even a week, what you waiting for? As always, I appreciate you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. And away.